Hello, welcome to Totsi. I'm Martin Rogers here with Professor Tony Travers to discuss the race to be London Mayor. Welcome, Tony. Hello. So, first of all, who are the runners and riders in the contest? Well, the Labour Party uh, have a list of six. Um, they've got running uh, David Lammy, uh, Diane Abbott, Gareth Thomas, uh, Sadiq Khan, Tessa Jowell, and Christian Woolmar. So, it's a list of six, and they've been off doing. Uh, hustings around London, and uh, you know it's a kind of interesting race. Certainly, particularly in contrast with the national leadership race, actually rather more fit for purpose in its way. Some have said that there's more um, more talent in a way in the race to be London Mayor rather than in the race to be the leader of the Labour Party nationally. So why is that? Well, there's no doubt that the national leadership context has has ended up as a sort of an ideological struggle between uh, the left, uh, some would say the far left, and uh, Blairites and a kind of spectrum between, but a very wide ideological struggle. Whereas the London mayoral contest uh, is much more contained uh, and it's really about who would be best candidate. Now that's not to say there isn't a left-right split within these candidates. You've got Diane Abbott, who's a leading uh, supporter of Jeremy Corbyn, who is clearly on the left. Uh, But then you've got Tessa Jowell, who's a super Blairite, uh, representing that part of the party. And, you know, between those, uh, Gareth Thomas, who's a cooperative member and so on. So there's quite a range of choice. Uh, And Christian Woolmar, of course, who's really a sort of new member of the party. Not a new member, but, you know, new to politics. So quite a wide range of opportunity there. So what about the... Conservative Party, who's likely to be their candidate, who's making the running at the moment? Well, the Conservatives have a leading uh, candidate, in rather the way way that Tessa Jowell has been seen as the leading Labour candidate so far. But um, for the Conservatives, Zach Goldsmith, who's the MP for Richmond, leading candidate probably, but Stephen Greenhalgh, Deputy Mayor at City Hall at the moment, Saeed Kamal, an MEP, and Andrew Boff, an Assembly Member, they're the uh, conservative uh, shortlist. So what about the candidates from the other parties? Well, the Liberal Democrats, who really did badly last time in the mayoral race, they were squeezed by the race between Ken Livingston and Boris Johnson. They came fourth last time behind the Greens. Uh, Caroline Pigeon, probably their leading candidate. She's an Assembly member at present. For the Greens, their best-known candidate, probably Sean, Sean Berry, Uh, who's been very active in green politics over a number of years. Uh, And beyond the major parties, you've got respect standing a candidate, George Galloway, very much an individual personality, all of his own. Uh, And then uh, among the independents, Siobhan Benita, who stood last time and caused a bit of a stir last time by managing to press herself into the contest and get an independent voice. And so she'll be standing again. So what are the issues that are likely to be definitive in the race, maybe for the candidates, but also for the, the race for City Hall? I mean, preeminently this time, the issue is housing. It's interesting that if you look back into London politics 10, 20 years ago, certainly in the early days of the mayoralty in the run up to 2000, transport was the main issue. But now it's housing. Population of the city is growing at the rate of 110, 120,000 a year. Number of housing units, homes that are being built. Uh, 20 to 25,000. So there's a huge gap there every year. So what we're hearing from 
candidates, Conservative and Labour, is that London needs more housing, with big commitments being made to get housing numbers up to 50,000 a year, which will require a huge change. So it's housing number one. Transport's still there, number two. Should London get another crossrail line, once the first one is completed, extending the Bakerloo line and so on? future of the night tube very much uh, in the news recently and so on all of those things will be debated and then there's plenty of other things for the mayor to do but it's going to be housing and transport number one and two issues but what is actually within the remit of the mayor to change is and is that likely to change in itself well it's true the mayor doesn't build housing the mayor operates through the boroughs and housing associations and of course there's separately um, a challenge to the housing associations because of the government's uh, decision to operate a sort of right-to-buy policy there. So there's some uncertainty there. But what the mayor has to do is to encourage the boroughs to give more planning permissions, to try to stimulate the market, to get more house builders into building in the city and just to keep the whole system motoring along. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not easy. Um, you have to say this for Ken Livingston and Boris Johnson they found it. They found it difficult getting uh, difficult getting even twenty twenty five thousand homes built a year. So that isn't quite within the mayor's ambit. But what is is transport, of course. Transport is you know tubes, buses, major roads, and so on, all within the mayor's control. But then the issue is, can they get money out of the chancellor? Because for any big new schemes, you have to get either the chancellor's money and or the chancellor's agreement to go ahead with the project. So we're seeing. Increasing talk about devolution, whilst London is being described as a city-state. So is this race and perhaps the change in profile of London politics likely to have an effect on the rest of the country more widely? I mean, London does have its own government within England. And of course, separately to the London mayoral race, we've got another big political issue that we've discussed before in the hot seat, you know, devolution uh, across the UK, but including within England. So in some ways, London is already a city region with some element of devolution. Question, should it go further? Now, many of the candidates in the mayoral race are saying, yes, they want more financial power, more service raising, more service power. So I think it will be an issue in the mayoral race. It will put pressure back on national government. And of course, this is all also against the background of what's going on in Greater Manchester, where uh, the city region there, the 10 districts there, have signed a deal with George Osborne about some devolution of power to that area. So Manchester and London will probably move together on this over time. And certainly you'd expect the London mayoral candidates to be arguing for, if not a city-state, but greater powers for London. Now, at the risk of asking you to make a prediction, what is likely, what are the current sort of positions of the parties? I think what's really interesting is that the polling has shown so far that Tessa Jowell is the leading candidate for Labour and that Zach Goldsmith the leading candidate for the Conservatives. But of course, Tessa Jowell and the Labour Party, you know, their contest is all going on against the backdrop of the extraordinary Labour leadership campaign. And we can never be sure that some of what's going on in the uh, national leadership campaign and debates won't spill over into London. So perhaps it, you know, it'll be a more open race in London than was at first suggested. And certainly uh, Joe Murphy writing in the Evening Standard has suggested that that might be the case. I think beyond that, for the Conservatives, Zach Goldsmith looks most likely to be the candidate. 
And of course, then the question is, will he, as a sort of moderate, um, green-tinged conservative, come across as perhaps slightly more in favour of protecting the city and anti-Heathrow and all of these things, while the Labour Party is pro-big infrastructure. So, you know, we could see some slight realignment even within London politics, not just on a straightforward left-right spectrum. In a way, is that Goldsmith quite um, a good candidate for this post in the similar way that Johnson was, in that obviously on the Metropolitan Wing, but with some unusual interest for a Conservative candidate, like you say, being slightly green-tinged? I mean, he's a remarkable candidate in many ways because he's, uh, you know, he's the son of Sir James Goldsmith, you know, notoriously anti-European. But Zach Goldsmith himself is famously a green. And there's a very real chance that as a sincere green candidate uh, in a an election where there are second preference votes that, you know, he would, could easily mop up lots of second preference votes from Greens and Liberal Democrats that could be vital. So, uh, you know, Labour's going to have to think long and hard about how they combat an independent-minded candidate like Zach Goldsmith. Great. Thank you very much, Tony. You have the hot seat. Thank you.